Welcome to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 52 of the Head Dead Podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be talking all things about the Anthony Davis trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. So the move finally happened. Months and months after speculation, Anthony Davis is finally a Laker. And this move to me is so interesting because the non-move almost destroyed both organizations. Since them not being able to make the trade at the trade deadline, both of their executives in charge are gone in the organizations. Well, things didn't work out for them in the end. Dell Dems, the former GM, fired, and Magic Johnson's weirdest step down in NBA history. But now Anthony Davis is finally a Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers trade for the all-star center with forward Brandon Ingram, point guard Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart, point guard. And three first-round draft picks. So that's quite a nice haul for the new regime, David Griffin and the Pelicans. That's a nice haul considering you also got the number one overall pick, Zion Williamson. What does this mean for the Lakers moving forward? Yes, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are finally teammates, but what do they now have around them? There's now that inevitable talk of getting a third star and getting a big three because that's what LeBron James usually likes to do. With Miami, he had Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and Cleveland. He had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Who will be the third wheel to LeBron and Anthony Davis? All will soon be revealed. But from the, the Pelican standpoint, this is a win for David Griffin. This is a huge win. You get Lonzo Ball, who who knows if he's going... I think he's going to perform better without... Speculate, And when you have LeBron James as your primary ball handler, I really don't see the need to have Alonzo Ball on your roster. And, and a guy like Brandon Ingram is now going to be able to score 20 to 25 a night without, you know, having nights where he's not involved. And Josh Hart is going to develop into something pretty nice. I think that overall, David Griffin did a really decent job at what he acquired in this trade. You also got those free first round draft picks. But I will say this which includes the number four pick in the draft is on Thursday. So they're going to get Zion and something to go along with Zion. And they still have Drew Holiday. And maybe they'll re-sign Julius Randle, who had a pretty nice season with the Pelicans. I will say this. I don't understand how you couldn't get Kyle Kuzma. He is the best young player on the Lakers. And with Brandon Ingram's blood clot issues, I don't really know where we stand with that. I would have rather Kuzma than Ball or Ingram. I would have picked take out Ball or Ingram and take Kuzma. That's that's what I'm saying here. I think he's the best of those young players. He is just because he was drafted in a certain spot does not mean him less he's not less of a player than those guys. He's played better than those guys. He's a pretty interesting defender. And I think with Kuzma's size, he just fit it's a huge win for the Lakers to not have to give up Kyle Kuzma. And that's where I think the one mistake for the Pelicans is the fact that the Lakers are going to have LeBron Anthony Davis with Kyle Kuzma is a huge victory lap for the Los Angeles Lakers because to me they kept their best young promising young player I mean they were clearly out on Brandon Ingram just because they drafted him in a certain spot LeBron and Brandon Ingram did not fit well together LeBron and Lonzo Ball did not fit well together. For them to keep Kuzma, who seems to fit well with LeBron and was pretty consistent all season long, is a huge victory 
for the Los Angeles Lakers and a bit of a questionable move by the Pelicans not to make him their main target. Listen, I get the Lonzo Ball thing. He, he was really good at UCLA. He hasn't even been half as good in the NBA. I'm not really sure where I'm at with Lonzo Ball. And with Brandon Ingram, he's up and down. He he kind of reminds me of Wiggins in that, like, some nights he's going to score 30, and some nights he's just not going to be there. And some people said he was going to be the next Kevin Durant. Well, guess what? That's never going to happen. There's going to be a nice little medium for Brandon Ingram. I suspect he'll play pretty well with the Pelicans. Lonzo Ball, is he going to be the primary ball handler? Are they going to trade Drew Holiday? That's to be determined. But I also, Josh Hart, I really don't know where I stand with him. Some Lakers fans thought he was, I don't know, he had a great summer league and not so great season. It was a really good haul for the Pelicans. Free first round draft picks and free young up and coming plays. That's a nice haul. But I would have made Kyle Kuzma my primary target if I were going to make that deal for Anthony Davis. Listen, I get it. They had to make the deal with the Lakers because the Celtics were not going to give you Jason Tatum. Which, by the way, I agree with the Celtics not wanting to give Jason Tatum. Because if Anthony Davis wasn't going to sign with the Celtics long term and just walk to the Lakers, you do not give up Jason Tatum for one year of service of Anthony Davis. I'm sorry, Anthony Davis. No matter how great, even if you want a championship, it's not worth the six years you have with Jason Tatum or whatever. It's not worth risking your future for Anthony Davis to reject you down the line. The Raptors are in that, they were in a must-win-now mode. I don't think the Celtics are quite in that, make that risky move that the Raptors did with Kawhi Leonard. I don't think the Celtics can make that kind of move right now with Anthony Davis. I will say one thing about this from the Lakers' point of view. I feel like we've seen this movie before with the Los Angeles Lakers. Let me take you back, what, six years ago when they acquired, I don't know, a guy named Dwight Howard? Remember that? That was about seven years ago they acquired Dwight Howard. They had a top 10 NBA talent at the time. I don't know. His name was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was around the age of 34. Who do I know on the Lakers that's around the age of 34? LeBron James. Dwight Howard was the face of a struggling team at the time. He was the face of his own team. I don't know, kind of like Anthony Davis was the face of the Pelicans, and he's not used to being number two. And at the time, the Lakers were bringing in a new head coach by the name of Mike Brown. This time, the Lakers are bringing in a new head coach who struggled somewhere else too, Frank Vogel. Will these pieces fit together? This is a risk that the Lakers had to do. They had to make this trade. I understand it. But they've kind of been through this before. And the only difference being that LeBron James has not been with the Lakers a really long time. And he is not as beloved as the Lakers are as Kobe was with the Lakers. Now this time around, they have to get a better third wheel. Because last time it was Kobe, it was Dwight, and then it was Steve Nash. This time it has to be LeBron, Anthony Davis, and something better. Something to the effect of Kyrie Irving. I think that's the move that most likely needs to be made. With all the new reports that the Brooklyn Nets are now probably not going to be in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, and with the nonsense that they don't want Kyrie Irving as a solo act, I think Kyrie Irving has to let his ego aside and rejoin LeBron James and form a big three of Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. I think that is the best case scenario here with the Lakers because a big three of LeBron, Butler, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, I don't think it works quite as well. I think you need the third guy to be a point guard and a scoring point guard 
And I think that scoring point guard has to be a guy who LeBron has played with before and has won with before because you need to make that transition of Anthony Davis not being the number one into a way better transition than it was all those years ago for Kobe and Dwight. There was no other avenue for the Lakers to go. This is a move that LeBron's been plotting since he joined the Lakers. His agent, Rich Paul, is also the agent of Anthony Davis. The GM who made the trade also has a LeBron connection. David Griffin was GM when, guess who, LeBron won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. All sides point to LeBron getting Anthony Davis. LeBron has gotten what he wants. He now has a three-year window to win, and this is his last three-year window, but will LeBron take a step back and be the number two? Like, Maybe LeBron James would still be in Cleveland with Kyrie Irving if he had taken the step back when necessary and gave the team to Kyrie. It's He can't do this big brother, little brother nonsense calling him a kid that he did to Kyrie. He can't do that to Anthony Davis or none of this will work out. LeBron has to be the bigger man and make this team's transition to Anthony Davis being its best player. Something like, I don't know, Dwayne Wade did with LeBron all those years ago, and that was a guy who was similar to LeBron's age. LeBron needs to make the transition to Robin and no longer be Batman. Let's face it, LeBron's first year with the Lakers did not go the way Lakers fans want to go. Their head coach is gone, Luke Walton. They now have Frank Vogel, and all of their young players didn't quite work. Now they get to reset button. LeBron gets the team that he probably wants. This time, put shooters around them. The Lakers better have a better offseason to fit around their superstars this time around because the fact that LeBron James did not have shooters around him was maddening. And maybe this was the plan the whole time. Maybe it was, but Magic Johnson's not there anymore. And we shall see if this was the plan. But listen, LeBron got Anthony Davis to the Lakers. The Lakers got LeBron to the Lakers. This is the Lakers' free year opportunity to win a title and then to make that transition to Anthony Davis being their best player for a long period of time. But that's, there are still questions in the air. Anthony Davis's long-term health is still a big factor in all of this. He aging Big man, he might not age that well. He's a big man. Dwight Howard hasn't aged well since that trade to the Lakers and since he joined the Houston Rockets. He hasn't improved his game and he hasn't, he's play, he's still playing, but he hasn't been that same guy. Will Anthony Davis improve as a player or are his best days behind him? The Lakers are hoping not. The Lakers are hoping there's a championship window here. And the West is going to be wide, wide open now that Clay Thompson's going to be out a year. Kevin Durant's probably going to be out a year. This is the, the Lakers can make a huge statement this first year with LeBron, AD, and hopefully a third superstar. But the window is now and the window is three years because 34 LeBron is going to be a lot better than 36 or 37 year old LeBron. And I want to make to Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard is it feels like Anthony Davis is losing a lot of his likability, especially this last year with the stupid t-shirt saying he wants out the stupid nonsense. He said he didn't pick out the t-shirt. That was pure and utter nonsense. Dwight Howard lost his likability really fast. He went from being super man to being everyone's kryptonite. Nobody in their right mind really likes Dwight Howard right now. Does Will Anthony Davis regain his likability or will he continue to go down that path of beloved figure who had the strange eyebrows to being just that weirdo with the eyebrows who's just pure maddening? Because I think 
I don't even know if Anthony Davis cares about that because if he wins, it won't matter. But if he goes down that path and his play is, doesn't increase or if his play decreases, then guess what? We don't really, we're not really into that. I feel like that the, the Anthony Davis situation was caused by LeBron and Rich Paul. He was told you have to act this way to get out of this place. That's fine. But he needs to go back to being a decent enough human being for fans to really get on board here because his last only playing fourth quarters and I don't know that whole situation was just messed up and it nearly ruined both organizations that's why I think this was a rare trade that this even went down after what happened and the only reason it went down is because magic went AWOL and David Griffin became the president of basketball ops for the Pelicans both teams got what they wanted it wasn't pretty how they got there but it will be pretty how they both I think they will both succeed in the end. I think this is a trade that works well, well for both sides because now the Pelicans get a fresh start. Alvin Drentry gets a new star in Zion. He gets to maybe keep Drew Holiday, gets to develop Lonzo Ball, develop Brandon Ingram, develop Josh Hart, and he has free first-round draft picks to go along with it. The Pelicans could be a playoff team again as early as this season if Zion Williamson pays off the rest of the world seems to think he will. I mean, you can never predict these things, but the Pelicans have given themselves a shot and a chance to have multiple opportunities to move on from the Anthony Davis era and go back to being about basketball because it was a huge mess last season. The Anthony Davis scandal, if you will. Will he be moved? Won't he be moved? Will he play for them? Won't he play for them? Both of these teams get to move on from that. They both get what they want. LeBron gets Anthony Davis as his team. Even though the funny thing about LeBron James is whenever a superstar big man who averages just 26 points or more joins his team, their scoring goes way, way down. So it's funny to me that LeBron James continually wants to play with big men. Chris Bosh gets there. He's 25 points a game. He's about 17 with Miami. <laughs> then Kevin Love goes there. He's 26. He's about 18 games with the Cavs. LeBron has never let a big man be the best player or the elite scorer that he was before he got there. So it'll be interesting to see if LeBron James will take a step back and let Anthony Davis be the leading scorer for the Lakers. The record is LeBron James has been the leading scorer on his basketball team for the last 16 years. Many people think this year he will let that number be changed and he will let Anthony Davis be the leading scorer. It'll be interesting to see. Or will LeBron James for the 17th year in a row, or in a row, be the leading scorer for his basketball team? Only time will tell on that one. It'll be so interesting to see how these two fit together. I think Anthony Davis is a pretty good passer. He's a pretty good shot blocker. He's not that tough on defense. But again, LeBron, big man, he's never, he's never elevated big man. He works better with guards like Dwayne Wade or Kyrie Irving. When those guys are as Robin, can his number two best player be Anthony Davis? I think that's an interesting thing that not enough people are taking into account. How will these two fit? Again, LeBron James fit beautifully with Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving because they were guards and they could both score 20. Anthony Davis won't have as much control of the ball this time. And will LeBron James hand it to him in crunch time? Again, this is going to be an interesting experiment for LeBron because it's a different kind 
kind of LeBron James teammate. Pelicans have some answers of their own. They have, or have some questions of their own they have to answer. Like, will they bring Julius Randle back? Julius Randle is the guy they acquired from the Lakers. He scored 21 points a game for them last season. He played his heart out without Anthony Davis. And they also have Jalil Okafor, who at times had moments. Will they bring those two back? Will they move in a new direction? Will Julius Randle, who's an unrestricted free agent... Will will he get a big deal from the Pelicans, or will he go to his third team already? Listen, I think Julius Randle is a really decent player. I don't know how well they think he's going to fit with Zion. I don't know if those two can coexist, so maybe the Pelicans will just move on from him. That's fine. But will they move on from Drew Holiday, who balled out against the Portland Trail Blazers just a year ago and eliminated them in four straight games with Rajon Rondo? I mean, maybe the plan is Lonzo Ball is a primary point guard and Drew Holiday does all the scoring. If I were the Pelicans, I'd keep Drew Holiday because that guy is a baller. And that's a guy who, again, he elevated that team to sweeping the third seed Portland Trailblazers when the Pelicans were the sixth seed. Last season, he couldn't do the same because he didn't have any help. He didn't have Anthony Davis. This year, he'll have Zion. And I think having Zion, having having Drew Holiday is a good thing to have a young player. I mean, it's going to be interesting how Zion... Will Zion, is Zion going to come into this league and average 20 points right away? I don't know the answer to that. He's not going to be able to dunk over everyone in the NBA like he did in college. He's going to be some growth and development. DeAndre Ayton didn't explode on the NBA right away. Trey Young had an a, up, a down first half, and then was insane the second half. I mean, again... Not all of these guys are right away explosive in what they're going to be. There's going to be some growth and development for Zion Williamson. It's just going to be weird to see how quickly that's going to be. Is he right away going to be an all-star level talent like so many people are expecting me? I think he's going to be entertaining. He's Is he going to be Luka Doncic or is he going to be more like Trey Young? I think... We all agree at some point we're going to see Zion explode onto the scene. I think it's interesting to see that it's in the New Orleans market. People are still going to be as excited. I wanted him to be a Nick, if we're going to be honest. I think that would have been great for basketball at Madison Square Garden to have Zion Williamson dunking over people and elevating that franchise because they need someone like that. The Pelicans had, kind of had their shot with Anthony Davis, and guess what? It didn't really work out. They have a second shot with Zion Williamson. Is he going to want to be a Pelican? Like, they're going to have the same issue down the road with Zion. Long term, is Zion Williamson, if he becomes a superstar, going to want to be a Pelican? Well, maybe with David Griffin, he's going to create a more stable organization. Because the truth is, other than Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis doesn't have a lot of great teammates to look back on and say, I played with a great caliber of talent. Will David Griffin make so? I mean, he's going he's to have a chance with Brandon Ingram, maybe even Lonzo Ball, to play with better players than even Anthony Davis ever got the chance to, and maybe even with Josh Hart. So maybe the Pelicans are growing into more of a stable organization for a young big man to grow and develop. Because the truth is, it looked like Anthony Davis and the Pelicans at one point looked like a stable organization. And all of a sudden, they fired Monty Williams. They brought in Alvin Gentry, who hasn't been as good as Monty Williams, if we're being honest. But I like Alvin Gentry as a head coach. This 
Alvin Gentry is getting a second chance at coaching an all-star big man. Will he make use of that? Again, will David Griffin, who's really the key, the, the key holder here, will he make a more stable, balanced franchise for a young big man to grow and develop and, more importantly, want to stay there? The Pelicans are going to have an interesting and exciting offseason. They're going to be... They could have the chance to be an eight an eighth seed next year in the wild, wild west of the NBA. For both of these teams, the Lakers, the Pelicans, this move is just so fa- so fascinating on so many levels. LeBron gets what he wants. His hands are all over this trade. But also the fact that two executives had to pretty much lose their jobs for this trade to happen. Magic Johnson with a weird walk-off. Dell Demps being fired. David Griffin going to become the exec- This This trade would not have happened without David Griffin because the the Pelicans did not want to make trades with the Lakers. But guess what? David Griffin came in and said, I'm going to take the best offer. And I guess he said, listen, he got a sweet offer, a sweet offer. The chance for Brandon Ingram to be an all-star is there. Lonzo Ball can still grow and develop. And Josh Hart, that's the wild card of this. But he could be a somewhat stable NBA player too. And free first round draft picks. This trade works out for both sides. The Lakers get their star player that they wanted to go along with LeBron James and try to form a new dynasty and the Pelicans get to start anew with a young fresh-faced big man who doesn't resent them for being an unstable organization because that's where Anthony Davis was with the Pelicans. Again, will Zion Williamson ever feel that way about the Pelicans? Only time will tell, but this trade works out beautifully for both organizations. The Lakers and Pelicans are going are on the rise in the Western Conference because of this move. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again for listening, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again.